0: I'm so glad to be here with you, church. I am preaching on something called persevering in tough times. And if there's a tough time for us as pastors, it is when we miss our congregation. We're missing every single one of you. And you know what? We long to see every one of you here in church again. Believe me, the moment that we come and it is safe for every one of you to be in this church, we will. Wa- we want to see you here. So look forward to that and let's get into the message this morning. Persevering in tough times. I remember growing up as a young kid and you know what? There were things that I wanted to avoid doing, things that I didn't like. And I don't know whether this uh, resonates with you, but how many of you like your greens? How many of you like your kankung, gotu kola, mukunen? I don't know whether I'm even pronouncing it properly. But you know what? Now, I love kankung and I love gotu kola. But you know what? Rabu is something else. I still can't get used to it. It is something that just does not sit in my system. Now... There are some things in life that we don't like. And if we avoid it, it doesn't make much of a difference. But you know, there are some things in life where we can't avoid it because it's going to hurt us and it's going to hurt us really uh, bad. Like going to the dentist. Now, how many of you like to go to the dentist? I remember having a scary experience as a small kid. And then I see this silver or this uh, 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 stainless steel uh, trolley coming towards me. And then I can even hear the drill starting. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the dentist. But you know what? On a dentist's uh, wall, there was a quote. And it read this, ignore your teeth and they'll go away. And you know what? If you ignore your teeth, if you ignore going to the dentist, your teeth are going to go away. Now, as believers, we can avoid certain things, certain passages in the scripture. And if we do that, we will be actually hurting ourselves and it'll be detrimental to our Christian walk. And today I'm choosing a passage that really speaks towards that. And so let me ask you this question before we begin. What do, you, uh, what, what, what do you do when life bowls a doozra? What do you do when life bowls a doozra or maybe a googly or a urutang? You know, COVID-19 has brought about some tough times in all our lives. And you know what? Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you got a pay cut. Or maybe you checked out on Facebook and everybody in the world has somebody and you don't have anybody. Or you're frustrated because of the new normal and it's very hard to get used to. Now you love your kids and yet you, you, you see Zoom and, and uh, Google Teams, uh, but it's getting to you. It's getting old. At the beginning, things seem to be quite all right. But now it's becoming old and you wish and hope that things will go back to the old normal, but you know it just won't. So here comes James, and he's speaking as the brother of Jesus with advice and instruction for the tough times in our lives like COVID-19. Now, we had some kids over to our place yesterday, and we, we talked about the, the, the various things that are going on in our world today. And I asked them, do you have any storms? And one of them said, hey, my dog died and I'm really sad. And that's a sad stormy time in the life of that little child. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I told them, hey, there is someone that is interested in walking with you in the storms of life. Now, James, does he know what is going on in the 21st century? Remember the song, One Day at a Time? You know, one, one day at a time, uh, sweet Jesus. And then it says, if you're looking below, I don't agree with those words from that uh, writer of the song because Jesus is certainly looking below and he's concerned about all that is going on in our lives. And it says it's worse now than then. In other words, you know, you remember the words that Jesus also said, don't worry about tomorrow. But you feel like saying, oh Lord, I don't know. If you only know what's going on in my life, I find it hard to say not to worry about today and tomorrow. And what Jesus and James would say to us is this. What happened in those days was hard as well. And what happened in these days for us is hard as well. And it'd be wise to listen to James as he speaks into our lives. Because this is James, the brother of Jesus. At one time, his own brothers laughed at him. I mean, they mocked him. They poked fun at him. They said, why don't you go in public if you say that you are the Lord? So they poked fun at him. But now James calls Jesus his Lord. And James was the leader in the church in Jerusalem in the first century. And this is James who believed that Jesus was Lord. He saw him crucified on a cross. He saw him risen from the dead. And this is the James, the brother of Jesus... Who led the church in Jerusalem for 30 years. And James believed his brother was his Lord throughout his entire life. And while he was leading the local church. Remember it was 30 years that he led the local church. And while he was leading the local church these Jews Because they have a following the way as it was called then, as as Christianity was called then. They were ostracized from society. They were ostracized from the temple. They didn't get any help from the temple at all because they had chosen to follow Jesus. And so what Paul did was he went through the Mediterranean raising funds to bring money to the church in Jerusalem where the people were. And where the, where the Jewish believers were, the followers of Jesus, because they were really poor and they were impoverished and they were finding life really, really difficult and the challenges that they faced each day. And surrounding all of this, as James was leading the church, this is what he says to you and to me and to all of us. He says, James, a servant of God and of The Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is the James who's saying Jesus Christ is my Lord. He laughed at him at one time, but now he calls Jesus his Lord. Now look what he says next. And this is the place where a lot of Christians don't like these words. But if they do avoid these words and, and pass over this passage, well, it's going to be detrimental for our Christian walk. So this is what I call the vegetables of the Christian faith. We can't avoid eating these veggies. all right? And it says, whenever you face trials... Of many kinds. Did you hear, see that word? Whenever. You know you cannot avoid this. You cannot pray this away. You cannot put this away. You got to face it. Trials are going to come into your life for sure. It's a given. You are going to face trials. Just like we are facing trials right now. I mean life is not easy so it's best though as Christians that we eat our veggies and we learn how to face the problems and the trials that have come into our lives see the moment that sin the door of sin opened in came sorrow and death and disappointment and illness all of those elements came in at the point of sin entering our world so he says whenever you face trials of many kinds he says face the greek word is it carries the idea that you are being taken by surprise have you ever got a call from somebody and then you notice your wife or or your husband you know answering the phone it's like oh Oh no. The face changes. In other words, because they're surprised by some news that has come their way. Sad news. And your face is surprised by trials. And it says, whatever you face, whenever you face trials of many kinds, here's what you are to do. The idea is consider it. Consider it. That is, adjust your thinking. Change your perspective. I mean, refocus, readjust, and think differently. In other words, whenever you face trials of many kinds, consider it pure joy, my brothers and my sisters. So what I want to highlight to you today is that remember, there's joy in tough times. Joy in tough times. See, now James doesn't know the context of the situation that we are facing, but neither does he say that he wrote this book only for those in the first century. This was God's word as he led godly people through the Holy Spirit to write these wonderful words, which are timeless. And it is valuable for those in the first century and for us who are living in the 21st century as well. And what he says is, I want you to consider Or think about things in a totally different way. I want you to realize that since Jesus is our Lord, He is Lord of every situation. He's in control of everything. I want you to see things from a totally different angle this morning. Now, how can He say that? He says this because you know. Because you know, there's something you know that you've lost sight of. Now, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a a tough time, hey, things can get so difficult around you that you forget some of the most important things that God has spoken about in his word. So he says, because you know that if you can look beyond the immediate circumstances, you will discover, you will learn something so great and so precious. So that when you look back at your trials, you can rejoice because you know that the testing of your faith, this is what he says, because you know that the testing of your faith in James 1.3. Now, this is something else I want you to remember. Testings in tough times. Testings in tough times and we go through testings in these tough times and testing means to authenticate to to see if it's authentic to see whether what you are going through is real and authentic. So testing is a process used to determine the authenticity of something. I want to tell you a wonderful story about Arthur Ashe. I don't know how many of you have heard he was the tennis champion of the world of the world yesteryear. And he was the first African-American to win the U.S. Open, the Australian Open and Wimbledon. You win those three. It is amazing. Now, during a heart surgery, mind you, in 1983, he got infected by the blood that he received, a blood transfusion from the hospital, and he had contracted AIDS. Now, from all over the world, he received letters from his fans which conveyed to him and this was one letter that said, "Why does God have to select you for such a bad disease?" To this, Arthur Ashe replied, "The world over 50 million children start tennis. Five million learn to play tennis. 500,000 learn professional tennis. 50,000 come to the circuit. 5,000 reach the Grand Slam, 50 reach. Wimbledon four go to the semifinals two to the finals and then he said when I was holding a cup as the champion I never asked God why and today in my pain I should not be asking God why either hey was his faith authentic was it real you know did he pass the test he certainly did and James says this These trials that you're facing are testing your authenticity, the authenticity of your faith. Faith in this context is confidence in God, confidence to face every trial that comes into your life. It shows how authentic your faith is. It shows how confident you are in the God who will take you through. it. T- in tests like this, you discover something about your faith, something about what you really believe, something whether you are pretending to believe, something whether you believed only as a child, but you don't believe it as an adult. You know, It gets tested, it gets sifted, and you come up with a strong, confident faith in God. See, your faith is being tested. Is your confidence in God? You know, is your faith genuine like Arthur Ashes? No matter what is going on in your life, good, bad, ugly. James is saying there is joy in discovering whether our faith is real or not. You are discovering things that you could never have discovered in any other way except That you go through these testings, whatever they may be. And in the midst of trials, we are confronted with the authenticity or the lack of authenticity of our faith. See, there is a joy in making that discovery. And this perspective of faith is in stark contrast to the silly things that you hear about faith from people that share like me. Faith isn't how we force God to do something that he doesn't want to do for us. That is not faith. You know, God, you say this in your word. You have to do this for me. I don't care whatever you have to. You said this in your word. I want it the way. Do this for me. That is not a relationship. See, it's a faith is simply confidence in God, in all that he has already done in our lives on the cross and all that he has promised. That he will do in his word. But it is in a relationship with God. That we can claim those wonderful promises. See faith is ultimately a response to God. It's not a way to get God to do something that he doesn't want to do. That's not faith and that's not New Testament faith. So James says, when you're facing a trial and you cannot avoid trials in your life, when you're facing trials, you begin to discover something about you. About your faith and about your heavenly Father, and James says, "When you face these trials, step back for a moment, refocus, rethink things through, regain your perspective, because you will find joy in this wonderful learning discovery so here 's what he says: whenever not if, if ever, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, as James 1-2 says. Consider, you know, that whole process as joyful or pure joy, my brothers and my sisters. Then I want you to remember the process in tough times, the process in tough times, because that the testing of your faith in James 1 3 the testing of your faith does two things it demonstrates something and it produces perseverance it demonstrates as to whether your faith is real and whether it is true and then it produces something it produces perseverance because over time As you face all your trials, it produces perseverance in your life. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now what is perseverance? It's the ability to hold up under pressure. It's the ability to hold up under stress. The trials, even though we don't sign up for them, Trials make our faith stronger. Trials actually exercise our faith. And the only way to to make a muscle stronger is to exercise it. Now talking about exercise, my daughter, I think they have been talking. Hannah and Ruthie have been talking while Hannah was here. And I think she said, dad and mom are totally unfit. And we need to bring them, bring their weight down very badly. So you know what she did? Ruthie has called both of us and said, hey, we are going to have a exercise regimen and we're going to do it on zoom. So what do you say? Oh, well, they're going to take all the trouble to do it Do us. And well, can we do it another day? You know, but we went ahead with this and I'll tell you something you exercise some muscles and it hurts. These are the hamstring muscles. Oh my goodness. It was aching for a few days, but you know what? Ruthie said, you know, I joke and he told her, can't we do it without that pain coming? She said, no, 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 dad. You will appreciate it very much when this is all over. Now she wants us to take our weight. And then the before shots, sideways also. I did not show you the sideways. But she wants me to take all of those. And then she says, hey, you see what will happen to you at the end. And so we are going for it. And you know what? I didn't choose this regimen. She she thrust it on me. And you know what? Our, our, our trials and our tough times, we don't choose it. It is thrust on us. And then James says the most toughest of things. He says, let perseverance finish. It's work. Let's perseverance finish in its work. In other words, don't quit. I mean, don't give up halfway. Complete the process that God has put you on. See the bigger picture because God is up to something. You will not understand everything that's going on around you and in your life. But whatever you do, he says, don't give up and you will miss out if you give up. And you know what? You will see one day this... This is going down, all right? This is going down if we keep up with it. And I'm told you start a habit of doing it. Well, I know that, but doing it is another thing, isn't it? See, the very thing you want to avoid is what God is saying. I have chosen to use it in your life to turn things around. So don't try to pray it away. Don't try to push it away from your life. God is using that very trial to do a work in your life. Tell me, what are you praying about right now? haha I'm sure you're praying about that trial you know why you can't get that out of your mind and you're saying God I mean maybe you haven't been praying so much you you suddenly get a trial in your life and you start praying you know why it exercises your faith it actually causes us to pray more in fact it gives us more prayer points and we start praying so James says this don't quit don't give up halfway. Don't bail out of the process because there is an outcome. And the outcome is this. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So let perseverance, uh, the, the the next, uh, next uh, verse says, let perseverance complete its work so that you will be complete let the process play out in other words let the clock keep ticking it's like at the end of a rugby game sometimes the clock is ticking there's not not much play going on but it's saying hey wait till the last whistle is blown because God has a plan and a purpose with every tough time that comes into your life so that you will have a grown-up faith if you were to ask a Christian hey what do you want to have in your life I think a Christian would always say, I want to have a grown up faith, not a childish faith, but I want to have a grown up faith. And the only way to have a grown up faith is to face trials and to experience God's faithfulness through every trial. So ask God to use this trial to grow up your faith. Uh, Remember Paul, he asked his God, take this thorn away from me. He prayed three times and when he realized it was God's will for the thorn to remain, he says, okay, Lord, you know what's best. Your grace is sufficient for me. I will push through nonetheless. And that's a great attitude to have now for many of us and for many in his original audience Trying to imagine what good can come out of something that is bad. What good can come out of a trial. What good can come out of a tough time. And James says I understand that. So he says if you can't imagine how to find joy in your trial. If you can't see the value of this whole process. You know what he says. He says I want you to do this. I get it. So here's what I want you to do. If any of you lacks wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask the Lord. And what I want you to remember is this godly wisdom is needed in tough times. Godly uh, wisdom is needed in tough times. So here's what I want you to do in order to see the perspective that God sees. Would you remember this? If any of you lacks wisdom, James 1.5 says. If any of you lacks wisdom, as James 1.5 says, in order to understand the process that God is taking you through, here's what I want you to do. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you, as James 1.3 says. It will, in fact, be given you now when you're going through a problem you're going through a trial you're going through a, a tough time in your life you know the last thing you want to do is ask for wisdom what you're saying is get me out of this get me a relief i just want to get out of this but james says i understand that too but if you want god to choose to work in your life and to bring the very best out and to grow his faith in you he says lean in and ask him For his wisdom. See this is a prayer. That God will always answer. And the prayer is this. God give me your eyes. To see from your perspective. Give me your eyes to see. What you are up to in my family. In my own life. In my friends lives. In my finances. Give me wisdom Lord. To see as you see. Now oftentimes, When we have the ability. To see the way God is seeing. Well we are more inclined to accept the way that is going forward, the difficulties through the trials. And so that's what we need to do is to say, God, help me to see from your perspective. And James says, and then you will have the perspective that you need to go through whatever trial that you are facing. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever met someone like this? You know, uh, maybe you know a relative who has been through some of the toughest trials, some of the most difficult situations in life, and you have seen them and you're thinking to yourself, ha, I can never get something like that and you watch them walk with real extraordinary faith with a great confidence in God they face things that you hope you never have to face but their confidence is in God and it never wavers do you know people like that I've known people like that during the years 33 years as I've served here I've seen some some of the most wonderful people and those are the most inspiring the most hope-giving the most faith-building people that I've ever met and I'm most inspired by people whose faith is tested and they end you to the very end. I'm more inspired by people who get a no from God, who get a no from God, and they're still saying, God, I'm gonna put my hope and I'm gonna put my trust in you. Aren't you more inspired by people who get a no from God rather than those who get a yes where they live kind of a trouble-free life? And the reason that you're so inspired by them and the reason I'm so inspired that if they can do it with God's help I can also do it I can make it I can, I can pick up my game I can raise my game I can trust God to do something and bring me through my trials as well see people whose prayers are unanswered but have a confidence in God that really remains truly firm you know I was thinking of a person by the name of Andy Sakuntala Yogaraja She's actually right now in Sri Jayabal, in a hospital. And you know what? She was a Hindu, came from a very staunch Hindu background. She said, I was by her bedside. I spent a few hours with her and I was writing in my phone as, as fast as I could. In fact, she was talking so fast that I said, Aunty, Auntie, slow down, let me get this uh, into my notes. And you know what? One time she said, I had arthritis. She didn't know the Lord then. And her hands were like this. She was going through some of the most hardest times. And you know what? The doctor said, you know, there's nothing we can do. And you know what? She kept hoping, kept hoping. Her mother took her all over for prayer meetings at different places. She still didn't know the Lord. But you know what? The doctors also said one day because of your arthritis, you won't walk again. But you know what? She said, I will walk again. This was a later point when she had come to know the Lord. But you know what? She said, all these sacrifices and hard times that I've been through is nothing compared to my walk with Jesus. She says, I want to pass this on to all who feel there is no hope in this life. Listen to what Anisaku Saku says. Tell them Jesus is the answer. I serve a risen savior. The doctor said I could never walk again. But because of my Jesus, I am walking. I am able to face the difficulties in my life. Now, when I come out of this, she says, I think the pain was worthwhile. The pain was worthwhile because I will be able to touch so many people with my testimony. And God is so good. I can't stop thanking him. What do you think of that? Here is a lady that is a living testimony, a living witness at a hospital bed. And she's saying, I'm coming out and I'm coming with a great testimony to glorify God. Now listen to what James says in James 1 verse 12. He says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood the test, having stood the test, has Auntie Saku stood the test? Absolutely. I'm so proud of her. And he goes on to say in James 1 verse 12, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. See, what I want you to know, church, is God values and uses persevering faith and god has invited you and me to step up to be willing to face whatever trial that is see the trials that have come into my our lives is god's chosen instrument to grow us in our faith and persevering faith leaves its work in the whole world you know it leaves its mark on the people around us as well And these trials, these tough times are presenting us with an opportunity to allow God to let perseverance finish its work so that we may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. I want to end with telling you this. As you're going through trials, we all are. COVID-19 has brought all sorts of tough times into our lives. Can I ask you to do this? Would you pray this prayer like Paul prayed? Would you pray, Lord, remove this trial. But if this will exercise my faith muscles, use it in my life and grow my faith in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I pray that you will pray that prayer in your life. Let me read it to you again. Lord, remove this trial. But if this will exercise my faith muscles, use it in my life and grow my faith in you. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you that trials are there to test us and to, Lord, grow faith in every one of our lives. And I pray, my God, like Auntie Saku did, like Arthur Ashe did, I pray that we will trust in you in the good times and in the tough times as well. And Lord, help us to dare to trust you that you will be there through every storm, every tough time in our lives. While the heads are bowed and the eyes are closed, would you say, God, I want you to help me through my storm. I want you to grow me in my faith. I will look at trials and testings and tough times in a different way from now on. And my God, I will leave my trials, my test in your awesome hands. I'm praying to you. God, if this test is to remain in my life, like you let it remain in Paul's life, the thorn. Lord, let it be so, but otherwise remove it. But otherwise, Lord, keep it as long as my faith can constantly grow in you. Would you raise your hand and say, yes, I want to be that person. I want to be that person. I want to grow in my faith. I want to be a man, a woman that really can look back one day and say, how the Lord has grown me. Like Andy Saku was able to say, coming from a Hindu background, Lord, we rejoice in you, Father. In Jesus name, touch your people as their hearts are, are saying, yes, God, that's what I want for my life. Grow my faith in Jesus precious name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you're watching for the very first time. Maybe you don't know anything about this. Walk with God. And I'll tell you, you're facing difficult times. Jesus loves you. And Jesus has a wonderful plan for your life. Would you open your heart to him at this time? And as you do that, I'll pray a little prayer. You pray that prayer in your heart and simply say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Would you help me and help me with all my trials and troubles in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every hand that is lifted. I pray that you will speak into the lives of your children. And I pray, my God, draw them to you. Forgive them for their sins. And let them come into a close relationship with you in every way. For we ask it in Jesus' precious and mighty name. And everybody say, Amen.
1: Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle, a promise, people. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. That is who you are make of miracle work promise people that is' prepared my God that is who that is you are that
2: is who you are That is who you
1: are that is who you 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 are You never stop working, you never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Never stop. You never stop working. Never stop. One more time. Even when working. I don't see, it, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. We make a we make a miracle. A work, a promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who You are. We make a Miracle, Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the darkness, My God, That is Who You
2: Are.
1: We make a Miracle, Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the darkness, My God, That is Who You Are
2: work from promise keeper light in the darkness my god that is who you are hallelujah what a wonderful assurance that we serve a way making god hallelujah but you know what as our God remains to be a way-making God, hallelujah. Let not our faith and confidence as we heard this morning be shaken or taken back in any way. Because faith is not about forcing God to do what He doesn't want to do. But it's about having that confidence in god and as we heard so powerfully so clearly you know let's change our perspective as we consider the trials we are going through let us grow in those faith muscles and let us persevere hallelujah that god may bring about that maturity that completeness in us so don't matter where you are don't forget today's word and don't forget to share today's online sunday celebration there are many people out there who are going through tough times who are going through trials and and various troubles so they need to hear this amazing powerful message of jesus christ so would you share the the message on youtube would you share it on FB and all your social media platforms that we may reach more and more people for God. So we want to declare God's blessing upon you. We pray that God will bless you and keep you. He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. He would lift up His countenance upon you and give you and your household and your generations His peace for now and forevermore. Where you are, give God praise and let's worship the way making, promise keeping, mighty miracle working God this morning. Hallelujah.
1: Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel it, you're working Never stop, you never stop working Never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working
2: even when I don't feel it,
1: you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. Never stop. never stop, you never stop working. We make a miracle worker. Promise people light in the dark. Miracle worker, promise Pro dying in the darkness my God that is who you are that is who you
2: are that is who you
1: are that is who you 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 are that is
0: who you are. That is who you are. That is you are. you are.